1: Howdy and what's up? This is the long two of fake teams fantasy basketball podcast. My name is Natty. His name is Brandon. Brandon, what's up? How's it going? Uh, It's going okay. I feel like every pod I intro with, well, the Pistons were doing okay through three quarters, and then Kevin Durant scored 51 points and the Pistons lost, which is sort of good meta wise but i'm still a little sad because the pistons were winning for a bunch of that game and then kevin durant took over how are you how's your basketball life it looks like you might win your week this week being down for most of it
0: we we still might pull it out and you know that's with in the last couple of weeks we've lost bam Lamelo. Mm. You know, Vardy, Kyrie, OG, Ananobi, Ben Simmons are out, obviously. Harrison yeah. Barnes has been <laughs> You've out.
1: got a lot of people who are like, I'm just not gonna fucking play.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like
1: you have Kyrie so, and Ben. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Sharon Jackson Brandon. missed the missed last night. Um
1: Yeah, I was fine with that, really. But, so right, I get it.
0: Cam Reddish. We'll see. But uh yeah, you know, we we still might pull it out, we'll see what happens tonight. Have a lot of guys going in this late game, so I'll be checking that one once we're done here. But uh cool one one thing I heard that, you know, I don't I think it's probably just a, you know, kind of nonsense, but it sounds like mm-hmm. sources are saying Ben Simmons might be a little closer to being traded. And Okay. It's not so much that I that I want to talk about Ben Simmons here but I am interested in seeing a trade, you know, th- of that magnitude kind of take place and change the landscape of the league a little bit because I don't think that we really know who the front runners are because we know that there's going to be some serious trades.
1: Yeah, I am ambivalent towards trade season starting um i think it's a little bit similar to i know you didn't want to talk about baseball at all but i think it's a little bit similar to the cba uh work stoppage in mlb just because i think there are going to be some teams that are like let's be patient with the covid and they might be a little gun shy in wanting to do a big move um especially since there's only like five or six teams that are super tanking so i don't know if there's going to be a lot of trades but ground shaking earth shattering trades like ben simmons and he could go to the spurs you know it's not like he has to go to a big market team uh so it would be interesting um also i want to see ben simmons play like enough players are out for health reasons that it would be cool to see the two players back Kyrie and ben for Mm non-health reasons i mean i whatever I guess you could argue that they're health reasons. Um, I completely agree. And I think that there are other players that could also be earth shattering. Maybe not as big as that. Like, I mean, if they move Dame, I guess that's the same thing, but like, I don't think that's going to happen now that CJ is injured. I don't either. Yeah. Is there a place or a player that you would like to see Ben Simmons play with like in a perfect world?
0: Um, in a perfect world, I'd like to see him go to a team that does not have a young ball dominant uh, guard or wing yet. Per se, I'd like to see him. A cool situation I think could be Toronto. Ooh. Um, you know maybe you, you trade him something around, built around him versus Siakam. I don't know who else is there. And you have, you know, Fred VanVleet um, and Ben Simmons, I think, could play well together. So with Scotty Barnes and 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 those guy, those young guys up there, OG Ananobi. But um, I don't know. I just would like to see him play. I'd like to see Kyrie play. I'd lo- you know, I just think it would be great for basketball to see these guys back out there. Kyrie, that situation seems a little bit more bleak. Um but, but Ben, you know he's then about it, <laughs> but Ben doesn't sound like there's really anything substantial, but it sounds like something could happen, so I'm hoping that he it it's i it, I believe that it's done in Philadelphia at this point, so just in order to see him on the floor i'm I'm rooting for a
1: trade uh, my perfect world is him and Luca,, mm. I think that tandem would be positively deadly uh especially in the playoffs and you know Dallas pff, doesn't really have that much and i don't think that they could get even close um but that's that's who i would in a perfect world put him with i just think it would be fucking radical to watch that um speaking of players that are out i wanted to mention A list of players, significant players, that are currently missing games. These following 18 players were in the top 100 in average draft position in drafts this year. I'm just going to run through them. Luka Doncic is currently out with an ankle. He's going to miss multiple games. By the way, everyone should pick up Jalen Brunson for this week because we don't know how many games Luka will miss. Jalen Brunson is 37% rostered, uh, and he will be starting for as long as Luca's out. LaMelo Ball is out for COVID safety protocols. Jimmy Butler is out with a bruised tailbone. Zach Levine is now out for COVID protocols. Uh, Devin Booker is out with a hamstring. Zion had a setback with his foot. There's no date for him to return. Bam Adebayo, thumb surgery out four to six weeks. Mid-January is probably when he'll return. Ja Morant, out for knee and COVID protocols. No timetable for his return. Demar DeChosen, COVID, but he could come back Thursday, maybe, if everything's cool. Michael Porter Jr. is out with back surgery, out indefinitely. CJ McCollum, God bless, collapsed lung, out indefinitely. Poor Blazers fans. Uh, Colin Sexton out for the season torn meniscus Jeremy Grant UCL sprained thumb uh, six weeks at least he's out Jalen Suggs broken thumb no timetable for his return OG Ananobi on Brandon's team uh, out with a hip no timetable Ben Simmons with the Philly drama RJ Barrett is out for COVID protocols Jalen Green out with a hamstring he might return later this week all those players were drafted in the top 100. Here are some other players that are also out. Clay Thompson, Kyrie Irving, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Jonathan Isaac, Brooke Lopez, Joe Harris, Kawhi Leonard, Jamal Murray, T.J. Warren, John Wall, though he might come back eventually, James Wiseman, Victor Oladipo, Markel Fultz, DeAndre Hunter, Kendrick Nunn, and recently Kira Lewis Jr. That's 34 significant players who are currently absent. There are a bunch of other players like LeBron James, who have missed multiple games? It's brutal, guys. Yeah, and absolutely this, this, brutal.
0: You have to really, really dig deeper in your bag here. So that's why we're going to go through some really deep names today. And um, you know, this it, it really comes down to to roster management at this point. Um, yeah. You can't just it's not just draft the best team and ride it out. You know, this is this is a new environment and a new level of, of fantasy strategy uh, with the COVID complications, as well as the traditional injuries and guys getting rest.
1: So Brandon, speaking of that, DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine are out in the COVID protocols. The Bulls are basically walking wounded. Um, Caruso is back, but like, would you stream Bulls players this week or would you be sort of wary? Like aside from DeRozan and Levine. Like how would you treat Bulls this week, do you think?
0: Uh I'm definitely playing Lonzo this week. I'm definitely playing Caruso if he's healthy this week. I'm considering Dosunmu if I, uh, think if he's I need it.
1: COVID protocol too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um yeah, it's nuts. It's like I mean, like from accounting stats, sure, but it's uh, you know, like any one of these guys could be put in COVID protocol at any at any point, right? With an outbreak.
0: Yeah, that so um you know, they're they're not they're not really built. To, I guess Voos, you know, is is a guy you lean on in that situation for scoring. Um that's it's tough. Better, but Derrick what? Jones J Ju- <laughs> Derrick Jones Jr.'s out. Levine DeRozan, Kobe White, Patrick Williams, Dosunmu, Derrick Jones Jr., and Javante Green. And Troy Brown are all out for them, so they have Voos, Lonzo, Caruso, Tony Bradley, Paul Zipser, Alize Johnson, Tyler Cook, Devontae Donson. I think is this is. It's this thin, is, man. Yeah,
1: it's thin, and it's like one or two more dudes, and you're gonna have to delay a game, or postpone, yeah. not delay a game. And they, the NBA hasn't had to do that yet this year, but. Um, you know, this might be they're heading towards the first one. Interesting. So I don't know i i I feel like I would kind of avoid the Bulls in streaming this week. They only have three games, I think, anyway, and there are te- a bunch of teams with four games. And I don't know; it's just like a little iffy, you know. Like, yeah. Alonzo, and we say Caruso, and it's like, bam, cool, COVID protocol, you miss all three. So it that one, it sucks, but I wanted to point out that that might be a little dangerous this week. Also, OKC only has two games this week, so you might want to avoid streaming players. I mean, it's hard not to play SGA, obviously, but, uh, you know, if you have Giddy on your team or one of the other guys, maybe you can get more volume with a four-game streamer. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts from the NBA week? Anything going on? Anything going on with your team? You feeling good? We're like 25% through the season. How you feeling?
0: Uh, I'm feeling pretty good, but I was looking at some rankings and I wanted to, don't want to spend a ton of time on this, but just wanted to get your opinion on how you rank three these three names um, for for... This season and for Dynasty Leagues. Okay. So, these are the three names. Maxie. Halliburton.
1: Like Tyrese Maxi, right? Not Maxi. Yes. Okay. Tyrese
0: Maxie. <laughs> uh-huh. Halliburton. hmm Cole Anthony. Ooh.
1: Um... My initial reaction is that I think Cole Anthony will probably end up as like a sixth man, kind of. Um, I really love Halliburton, but I've been more impressed with Maxi. So for that, I, you know, which one has the higher ceiling, I don't even really know. Um, last year, I obviously would have said Halliburton, but now I'm so impressed with Maxi. Like, you know, maybe a star is born. You know, yeah, right guy, pretend, right pretend place, right time. So I don't know. I that like out of all of them, just right now, like Maxi gets the minutes and the shots. Right, like he has the opportunity. Who the fuck knows what's going to happen with the Kings? Um, so I guess I would go. Uh, Maxie Halliburton as my one-two. Okay,
0: yeah, I don't disagree with that. Uh, I've I've been really impressed with Maxie. You know, we've been talking about Maxie all year, but Cole Anthony still averaging over twenty points this year. Totally, twenty-six and six is is pretty special. So um, he seems like one, that's one of those with guys. Everybody you don't out, keep. you know? Yeah, true. Very true. Very true. Like as so, an
1: actual uh, basketball player, do you think that he's a starting point guard?
0: Um, I don't quite know yet, but I think he needs to be on a better team before I can really make that determination.
1: Sure. <clears throat> it's so but, hard to get these young tank teams. I mean, Franz Wagner and fucking Mo Bamba, you know? Yeah. Like- all but right, I could cool. see
0: him in a six-man role, too, because he is just, he is, he's a scoring guard, and uh, he scores quickly, so I could see that.
1: Um, like, Fultz and Suggs are out, you know?
0: Yeah. So It's good right. for
1: fantasy, for sure, though.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: Okay, shall we move on to our challenge game from last week?
0: Yep, let's do it.
1: Okay, our challenge game was Boston at Phoenix on Friday night of last week. Phoenix ended up winning 111-90. Um, it was the fifth road game in a row for the Boston Celtics, so, like, not really surprising that they lost. Um, there was no Devin Booker and no DeAndre Ayton, though. There was also no Jalen Brown.
0: mm mm-hmm. um,
1: so Boston is now 13 and 14. They're the 10th seed in the East. They're the but they have the 12th best point differential in the NBA. Phoenix is now 21 and 4, number 1 in the West. They have the third best point differential in the NBA. Um like the Suns bigs just crushed Boston in this game. Like that's that was my main takeaway. Uh what did you think, Brandon?
0: Yeah, so you know, no DeAndre Ayton and uh, JaVel McGee just dominated this game in the yeah. f- and just blew this thing open in the second half. I mean, he just you know
1: twenty one 15 in, in yeah, twenty six minutes.
0: Just just a great specialist role player. And they mentioned during the telecast, which you know you kind of forget, was that like he he's like has a gold medal, like he was on the Olympic <laughs> roster. And, uh, you know, so JaVel McGee was kind of the difference. He kind of just blew it open in the second quarter and it was over after that. But Chris Paul, Chris Paul, just such a such a technician on the floor and just yeah. um, just controlling everything, talking to the referees. And, you know, he got a tech, but uh, he um, good. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he he kind of. Deserved it, right? But, you know, he was, it was Chris Paul. It was a 20 point game at that point and he didn't care. But, um, and then, but really what, what I would say, even though they were getting blown out, it's just Jason Tatum, you know, I don't watch him all the time, but, and he has some games where he scores like eight points, but he just, he looks so gifted out there and he scores with both hands and he gets to the bucket and, you know, he didn't, he, he didn't have an especially great night statistically, but if you watch it, he had like a couple plays where they were just like only a few guys in the NBA can do it. And it just reminds you that if he puts it all together, he could be a future MVP at some point, like six ten almost at this point. Um, finishing with both hands, can shoot the ball, can can defend really well when he wants to. Um, but they don't have any creators on Boston besides, I mean, they, they really need Dennis Schroeder to do a lot. And I know he's having a pretty good year, but watching the game, you're just like, okay, if Schroeder doesn't really create, it's like Marcus Smart shot like an air ball at one point. Robert Williams didn't really do anything. <laughs> just at one point. <laughs> yeah. Um, just at Al Horford just looked like such an old man. His game is just so old, man. Like from even like the yeah. shoes he wears, he just like, it's like all like touch shooting and it's like, it's fine, but they just don't <laughs> it's have, it's okay. when, when they don't, when they don't have Jalen and Jason out there, you just see that it it's they're really reliant on him and like Schroeder and um, Phoenix, like we said, they just have so much depth. I mean, they, they went three deep at point guard with, At one point, they had, after they brought in Cam Payne, who had 17 points, Mm -hmm. five assists, four rebounds off the bench, Alfred Payton came in. He, like, played well. (laughs) So, it's, like, they're just so deep. That's
1: embarrassing, by the way. Well, that's what I'm saying.
0: Right? Like, they're just so deep. Cam Johnson continues to, like, really develop, and, like, he looks like he's going to be a deadly asset for them. Like, he's just, he's such a good shooter right now, and he's another 3 and D guy off the bench. So, I don't know. It just kind of cemented our, my views. And I think your view on like Phoenix is, doesn't really have a weakness right now. They're doing this without Devin Booker. Um, Landry Sham, it started. So, um, totally.
1: Yeah. And, and Boston, Boston continues to Boston's
0: underachieve, arts. you know?
1: Um, some notes from the game. The Celtics had 24 free throw attempts. They went 16 for 24. The Suns had 11. They made all of theirs. The Celtics went 4 for 26 from 3. The Suns went 14 of 38. That is 15% from 3 versus 37% from 3, by the way. Um, The Celtics live and die by the 3. So in their 13 wins, they shoot 37% from three. In their 14 losses, they shoot 29% from three. They're 23rd in three-point percentage as a team. Marcus Smart is in the bottom 10 of three-point percentage of the 140 players in the NBA who average at least four three attempts per game. Yeah, he airballed one. Dude. It, it's it's not just him though. Like
0: like every time, every, I mean, he was one for 13 from the field. Jason Tatum was one for seven from deep, uh, but yeah. Marcus Smart, every time he got the ball, you're just like, oh no, like you don't want to see him shoot it. And it's just, it hurts when it's, it's like Robert Williams is a guy who catches lobs. You can't really expect much more than that. And Horford, like I said, he's he's a great all around player, but he's not getting you 20 points don't even like that. That's not happening. So
1: Dude, where's when the scoring coming falling... from? <clears throat> so you like don't Boston...
0: have Brown out there, out there. Where's the scoring? coming right. from? And
1: he's had bad games too. Like Tatum, his individual numbers are good. He's ninth in points per game. Uh, so far this season, like you, I agree with you completely. He should be an MVP candidate in his career. It's sometime in his future. Um, I'm a little concerned by this though. Uh, So Tatum takes 12 drives per game of the 28 players in the NBA who average at least 12 drives per game. Tatum has the fifth worst field goal percentage. Yeah. Um,
0: He shoots a lot of tough shots and he, he, that's his, his problem right now is that he tries to shoot a lot of tough acrobatic shots. He's a little bit too, he's, he's trying to emulate some of the Kobe stuff a little bit too much. And so he's taking tough fadeaways and like baseline pull-ups and it's tough, but, uh, and you're right. His shots, he, he needs to do more. Um, But his talent is, I mean, if you think about it after the, the guys who are like the Kevin Durant's like the guys in their thirties, or like around 30, like this next, this younger crop, like 25 and under guys. Like he's the best American player, I would say, right?
1: Um, The best American player who's 25 or under.
0: I think it's Jason Tatum. If you're the, the guy who's going to be who Team USA will be built around for the next two Olympics... Are the next you know eight years of competitive of international competition? I think it's him, right? He kind of steps into that Kevin Durant who stepped into LeBron.
1: My say Cade? Can I say Cade?
0: <laughs> no, obviously Cade, but after Cade,
1: uh, right? To- what? <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I mean the other dude is Devin Booker. And then you, I mean.
0: Maybe you say Ja Moran, but I don't think so.
1: Like not yet. Lamelo's
0: not there yet.
1: He's not there yet. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's the point.
0: Flashes. um but, but that's all I'm saying, right? Is Jason sure. Tatum is, he's a special talent. So.
1: Oh, uh, oh uh, Jalen Brown is on that list. Yeah. Which is, must be nice for Celtics fans. Okay, so wait a second. I'm, let me give you some clutch stats. The Boston Celtics score the second most points in clutch games. Clutch games are five points or less at the end of the game. Okay, uh, so they score the second most points per uh, clutch situation, only behind the Lakers. They get the third-highest free-throw attempts in clutch situations, and they have the best free-throw percentage in those situations. Where do you think they rank in clutch win percentage as a team? Pretty low. 24th, my man. Yeah. They're 24th even though they nail their free-throws. Uh, they're five and nine in clutch games and they're tied for fourth most in clutch games. So they keep losing these games at the, at the end. And I don't really know why other than that, like clank, 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 you know, like Marcus smart and Al Horford miss all of their threes and they get a stupid turnover and some of it's bad luck. And yeah, yeah. they're it doesn't really seem like there's a lot of chemistry um but they're not they're not bad they're just mediocre you know like they're still a solid team uh it's just you know like when they lose no one's hitting any of their threes but that's the same way it is all over the league um yeah, but- and the suns look great and this was the fifth game on a road trip so like mm-hmm. i And Jalen didn't play. So I'm a little. um,
0: Well, the key, that's the key. right? Jalen Brown didn't play this game as a, as a. um, Jalen didn't pray, didn't play, but neither did Devin Booker. Right. So. Oh, sure. But, but that, that makes a much bigger difference for Boston than it does for Phoenix. But it, they're, those players are probably of similar caliber, right? You could argue Devin Booker is better. The
1: the Celtics should have won that game, except it's at the end of a long road trip and the Suns are amazing. They're arguably the best team in the NBA right now from top to bottom. Um, But have a guy like Tatum. You think you should, he should be able to win those games. Like, I think that's what an MVP can do. He can win the games by himself. Mm -hmm. Like Russell Westbrook can still do that. Uh Tatum sometimes takes over games, but it doesn't really seem as fruitful as some other dudes. But I don't know, man. It's like they've had a lot of bad luck. Like I don't when I was looking at their numbers, it just sort of seems like a little bit weird. Um and if Smart is going to be as bad at threes, then they're just not going to be able to win these games. Like, yeah, I just I think they Three isn't missing them
0: they need it they need another guard that's a playmaker um they just don't have it it's like schroeder is kind of their lead guard and <clears throat> i don't think that's good enough um smart offensively he can be pretty anemic at points and then they don't really have like a great option off the bench peyton pritchard right romeo langford dudes really they are not really there yet um so, no, I, I think that, like you said, when Brown's there, obviously, it's a different ball game. Um But I'd like to see them make a trade.
1: I would, too. I just don't really know. Like, I don't feel confident about them being able to be a force in the playoffs, so... What kind of trade would I make? I think I would make a kind of trade for next year and the year after that rather than for this one. So I would be thinking about like pretty big, you know, like Horford and Schroeder shit and smart too, whatever. Like maybe take back some picks and some salary, you don't really care. Um, the future I don't think can Involve Smart anymore if he's going to shoot? Like
0: yeah, this. no, he's like he's,
1: just, he's. You can't have that out. kind of anchor around Tatum and Brown because they love him. Everyone loves Marcus Smart. Like I love him. He's on my team. He's great, but you can't have an anchor like that weighing Brown and Tatum down for no good reason. Smart is not as important to that team as those two guys, and he's weighing yeah. them with his poor shooting. You'd rather his defense, you know, is great, but it's not worth this. You know, mm-hmm. like if you had a dude like Malcolm Brogdon instead, who knows, and also they've had bad luck. they have one or two more wins, and who knows um how we but they like when they lose, they lose because they can't make threes. yeah, That's a big part of that yeah, well,
0: I have a challenge game for you, so uh, are you ready? I am. Give it to me, all right, so this Wednesday. Lakers, Mavs. Um, we have not focused on either of those teams yet. So, it gives us an opportunity to um, see a matchup that I think we would have been
1: excited to see. Regardless. Jalen Brunson versus Talen Horton Tucker. <laughs> Let's <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah,
0: Dorian so. Finney
1: Smith up against Carmelo Anthony. The game you demanded.
0: Exactly. So Kristaps
1: oh, uh, versus A D though, if either of them play.
0: Yeah, so uh that should be fun. Um you know if we if we do get I don't know what you said you said um you, you said that, that Luka's out, but like you said, if we can get Kristaps, AD, LeBron, it could be a good one. Dude,
1: Jay's kid you know get yeah. get to watch the new dallas mavericks coach um it's also it's so funny that i for whatever reason i just noticed that game on that date because that's uh uh trade day that's december 15th when um trades are open when trade season becomes available so i think There's a chance that there's a lot of stuff that happens that day, and there's a chance that not much happens that day, but people will be talking about it either way. Um, Dallas versus L.A. should have been one of the big games of the season, right? Right. Like, we were hoping that this was going to be a game between not two powerhouses, but teams that we thought could be top four. Maybe, like, Luca takes a step. You know, the Mavericks are a little bit more solid. Um, I mean, where they're both basically, I mean, the Mavericks are 13 and 13 and the Lakers are 14 and 13. So they're basically both right there. It's six and seven, Lakers are six. Uh, But neither of them have a positive point differential and neither of them can do anything when their best players are out. So uh, I think it will be an interesting game. There's a part of me that wants none of the stars to play, and just like Russell Westbrook versus the Dallas Mavericks <laughs> without Luca, um, but AD versus KP would be cool. That would that's that's fun.
0: Yeah. So right now uh, in tonight's game, LeBron's got seven and five. Uh, Russell Westbrook, like you mentioned, eight, four, and three always flirting with the triple double still in the second quarter, one point game against the, uh the magic. So <laughs> mellow 10 points off the bench. <clears throat> he continues to be a big scoring threat for them. So yeah, it'll be fun. THT.
1: Uh, four steals
0: for THT tonight.
1: Let's see. And you're still down eight, four, one. That's too bad. I'm up seven. six. <sighs> up yours. Willie. Um, and on the magic, how's golden Gary doing? Uh,
0: he's got three points, okay. three points, okay. three boards.
1: Got to start somewhere. Got to yeah. start somewhere. So right. yeah, well, let's move on to our focus team. Speaking of trade season, our focus team this week is the Indiana Pacers. Um, there were reports this last week that, Some players were dissatisfied and maybe the Pacers are thinking about blowing it up. And so we decided to focus on one of the most boring teams in the NBA. And really it has been that way since Paul George left, even though they're solid. So little background, the Pacers right now are 12 and 16. They're in the 13th seed in the East, but they have the 10th best point differential in the entire NBA. So they might be better than their record. Um, for instance, they lost to Detroit. They shouldn't have done that. Uh, they've lost to Toronto twice. Toronto's a tough team, but like you split that and you beat Detroit. All of a sudden you look better. Uh, you know, they're one week away. One, they're one good week away from looking like they're a top 10 team in the East, but their upcoming schedule is maybe not great. They play golden state, then Milwaukee, Detroit, then the heat, the rockets, the bulls. Charlotte, the Bulls again, then the Cavs, then the Knicks. So not the toughest, not the easiest. Kind well, of considering
0: considering the Bulls that we just talked about, that could be who knows, right? I mean, that could go but either that's way.
1: Bull, that's uh, they're not for a while, so yeah. um, everyone could be back by then, I believe. Um. The Pacers, in terms of fantasy, I mean, Sabonis is a top 10 fantasy player so far this year. He's doing 18, 12, and 4 with over a steal per game. He's shooting 58% from the field. No threes, though, obviously. He's been on a tear recently. Miles Turner is a top 15 player, mainly due to his blocks and his threes. He's averaging 13 and 7 with two plus blocks per game two three pointers made and he's shooting 53 percent from the floor malcolm brogdon's a top 50 player averaging 25 and 6 20 points per game five rebounds and six assists but uh and one plus three pointer made tj mcconnell who's always been a useful player he's been a top 100 player but he's out 10 to 12 weeks and they have chris duarte and caris lavert and Levert's been in the top 60 over the past two weeks, averaging 18, two, and three with a steal and a three-pointer made. And he's av- actually averaged the uh, most shot attempts per game over the past two weeks. Um, yeah. You know, this is a 12 and 16 team in the East. What do you think, Brandon?
0: Uh, so one guy that, you know, I I he's a guy that I I would have talked about later in our ads, but you know, we'll mention him now is uh, Chris Duarte. Um, You mentioned him. He's, he's a rookie. So older guy, I think he's 24 years old, was the oldest guy in the NBA draft. Um, But came in kind of pro ready, ready to go. Um, In the last couple of weeks, he's averaging 13, three and three, one and a half steals, one and a half threes. Um, He shoots at a really pretty efficient clip. Um, I like him. He's 19% owned and I think he's a pretty decent ad if you're looking for some, if you're looking for some production in those categories,
1: dude, fourth um, in shots on the Pacers over yeah. that time span, like they're, yeah. I mean, uh, Justin holiday is out. TJ Warren is out. TJ McConnell is out. Um, so they, they need dudes. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, at the top. At the top, I'd say, you know, the big question with the Pacers is always Sabonis and Miles Turner. Um Sabonis statistically for fantasy purposes is he's like, you know, kind of a poor man's yoker yokage kind of. He's just incredible. Uh but Miles Turner, I'd say is, and I think you you would agree is probably the guy that more teams would like on, you know, in real life. Um, he's a guy that fits in kind of anywhere. Uh he he's almost kind of what we wanted Porzingis to be. He's not quite as much of a scorer, but as far as being able to, you know, hit the three pointer at like a mid thirties clip, I think he's like a 34% three point shooter and a guy who's at, you know, that he's got a seven foot four wingspan. He's leading the league in blocks. Um, he's, he's, a, a, he's, ex, he's really a game changer on the defensive end. And the fact that he stretched the floor, his touches have gone down each of the last year, couple years. Um, which kind of sucks for him. You know, I think that he's a the guy they should try to utilize a little bit more. Um, but with my, Ma- with Malcolm brag, Brogdon coming over, you know, that was a really good signing when they, when he left the, uh, the bucks and came over to the Pacers and he's been a guy who's been like kind of their, their lead playmaker. Um, but you know, I, I like those three guys for fantasy. I think they're all really, really good players. Um, a guy who was pretty good for the Pacers a couple of years ago, but has, you know, struggled through some injuries and he's, he's actually playing a little bit more this year is Jeremy lamb. Um, he's averaging like 14 minutes a game. Um, he was pretty good two years ago, but you know, he's just, he's been hurt and his playing time has been inconsistent, but um, you know, he's a guy who, you know, if he, if he continues to get healthier and kind of regain some of that form, um, his PER right now is over 16. So, you know, he's <laughs> playing pretty, he's playing all right. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, like you said, there's not, there aren't a ton of kind of deeper um, sleepers here um, in, in dynasty leagues, a guy who's still a little bit intriguing to me is Gogo, Gogo Batadze. <laughs> um <laughs> You know, he, he's he's kind of profiles as another one of those guys who can block shots and and stretch the floor. Um, so you know, that's just a guy that I'm looking at in really, really deep leagues.
1: Dude, depending on what the pacers do, and I mean, there's always a chance that like everyone goes, right? Fire sale, just try to get as many uh draft picks and young assets that are cheap or you know, salary that's expiring. Um Gogo Bataje has an awesome NBA name. Always keep that foremost in mind. Like that would be if you could, you know, root for a dude who's starting, whose name is Gogo. That's incredible. Uh, I, after looking at this team, I kind of felt a little bit like Boston, where I'm like, this team is sort of better than its record. Um, I feel that way even more about the Pacers than I do about Boston. Uh, The Pacers have had some bad luck. But they are, I mean, Brogdon is 6'5", Duarte is 6'5", Levert is 6'6", Sabonis is 6'11", Turner is 6'11". That's not a bad fucking starting five with all these injuries. Their bench is now thin. Um, I mean, they're missing both TJs and now Justin Holiday. Uh Their bench is shooting under 30% over the past month, which is fourth worst in the nba which is not conducive to winning games but i would still i think caution patience because i think this team has more talent than some of the other teams in the east uh you know like i think this team is better than the wizards even if no one player is better than beal um i think they're a better team than the knicks yeah Uh, they might be a better team than Charlotte depending on injuries and like what occurs there and Indiana like, isn't really that team that makes like huge trades, but they're also not a team that blows it up and rebuilds. So I think, Oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: So let me ask you this straight up. Are you taking it straight up? 50, 50 odds. Are you taking uh are you betting that one guy is gone? One of the two big men is is not on this roster? Come trade deadline turner or Turner are a so bonus. You don't have to pick the guy right do you think one of them is gone
1: so that's exactly what I was gonna say is that like if you are gonna make a trade, if you are gonna change this team, it's time to make a choice. Like, just like with Philadelphia, with Simmons and Embiid, it's just like, it doesn't matter if it's going to work eventually anymore. Like, it's just time to choose. And I'm with you. Like you said, I would choose Miles Turner because I think it's easier to build a competitive team around a guy like that than it is with Sabonis. But there's also a part of me that's like, if he could some if Miles Turner could somehow get to Miami and it's bam and Miles Turner and like he's a three point shooter Miles Turner so yeah. they can actually lose spacing like that's the sort of front court that could beat Giannis you know that's the sort of front court that could go up against LeBron and AD um i don't know about you know a full strength warriors team but it's like some teams are going back to being big, and Turner and Bam are two guys that act- can actually athletically guard the perimeter too. Like you can switch. Mm-hmm. So I you and know, they
0: they complement each other well.
1: And like Bam, just or, sorry, not Bam. Miles Turner sort of seems like a Miami guy, kind of like high energy, fucking wants to do more. Um, I but I I would just caution patience. You know, I think like you have one good week and you're back up in the standings and the Sabonis and Turner thing. Like, it's not awful. It's not as bad as Simmons and Embiid, you know, like they, they yeah. can't you know, exist. Um, And then you're also missing TJ Warren. You know, yeah. Like,
0: that's the, we, we haven't T. talked to right. much about him and he is when he's back at full strength, he's, you know, Arguably their best player right i mean he's right there with sabonis i'd say um and
1: provide spacing and you know elite athleticism and it's like if you decide to trade either sabonis or miles turner does that mean that you're also open to trading tj warren and malcolm brogdon and carousel vert like are you gonna trade everybody are you just gonna trade one
0: it's a lot of that's a lot of talent though. If they really decided to that's blow it up, they could spread a lot of talent around the league. Yeah. Because like you just named, you just yeah. rattled off five names. Um Dude, that could like, bring back real assets.
1: TJ McConnell is worth, you know, to a team that's trying to compete, like whenever he comes back. But here's the thing though, like the Pacers can't sign free agents. Exactly. be Able to grow players and trade for them.
0: So, but they've always been able to develop players there, right? For I sure. mean,
1: sure, but they've never blown it up. Like, is yep. this maybe a time to do that when you know that you're not going to be able? Like, your ceiling is the second round, I think.
0: If every, yeah, yeah,
1: all right, okay. Um, but I like if you were the GM, you would trade Sabonis instead of the Turner.
0: Uh, I'm not necessarily even saying that. I just think that because maybe, maybe Turner has more value to more teams. I can drive up that market because he fits more teams. Maybe I get more back,
1: you know? I just feel like it's easier to find a player to play with Turner than it is with Sabonis. And it's like, if you trade Sabonis, maybe you can get a guy when TJ Warren is healthy and Karis Levert and Malcolm Brogdon that can really do some damage. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't disagree. I don't
0: disagree. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, that's all I have for that. Do you have uh, anything else to say? Should we move on to ads for the week?
0: Yeah, let's let's move on.
1: Okay. Enough
0: Pacer talk.
1: I have like a bunch of dudes i have one team in particular that i wanted to mention uh how how do you want to do this
0: um i have i've got a handful of i've got like five five to six guys to talk about different different ownership levels
1: Okay. uh, Would you mind if I went first, since I have three dudes that are team specific? Sure, go ahead. On the same team. Hopefully, this doesn't steal anything from your dudes.
0: No, that's fine. If it does, I have other guys. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) Up yours. Um. Okay.
0: You might. I have a couple guys on one team. So like.
1: Okay. It's the Memphis Grizzlies.
0: Oh no, I have another team. Go ahead. Oh,
1: really? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That works out great. Okay, so like we said earlier, John Morant's out for the foreseeable future. Uh 3J is like going to be protected, so maybe he doesn't play him back to backs, but I don't know. Uh the Memphis Grizzlies this coming week play the Sixers, then they're at Portland, then they're at sacramento and then they're back home for portland portland again is without cj McCollum. uh dame lillard has been hurt he's playing tonight but you know whatever the team sort of sucks who knows getting to play them twice. their defense is gross so getting to play them twice is really nice these three players on the memphis grizzlies are widely available and should be picked up or at least streamed immediately, starting with Tyus Jones, the guy who's replacing mm-hmm. John Morant in the starting five at the point guard. He is 11% rostered. Over the last two weeks, he's averaging 10, 4, and 7 7 assists per game uh, with over a steal and a three-pointer made per game. Uh, he's also been number one in minutes per game. Which is yeah, I picked
0: of, him up a couple times because of his assists. He's always been a yeah. great source of assists, oh. like that's been for the last several years. Uh, see a Kentucky guy or a Duke guy, I forget Duke maybe
1: one of those, it's one of those. School yeah, schools. yeah, who yeah. cares about those blue and white <laughs> schools? They all fucking suck, but like, only you know, whatever, I don't know, a dozen dudes average seven assists per game for the season. No, he's like, he's, if an he's elite gonna lead that guy. kind of dime yeah like that's in, you then he has to be rostered he yeah must he's be.
0: an elite assist guy for sure when he plays and he always seems to play right i mean at some point he always now he has playing. to yeah yeah
1: uh the second guy is desmond born in the darkness bane who is still born under in the
0: darkness
1: years, Over the past two weeks, Bain is 18-5-2 with over three three three-pointers made over a steal per game. He's second in minutes and second in shot attempts on the Grizzlies in that time span after 3-J and Tyus Jones. And then Dylan Brooks, who's under 30% rostered, he's 17-3-3 with over a steal per game and over a three-pointer made per game. Number one in shot attempts uh, since he returned. These three dudes are not the stars of the team. That's Ja Morant and 3J. But Ja's out, and 3J is going to be protected. These other three dudes are the guys that pick up the slack. Tyus Jones has to be rostered for the dimes. Bain has to be rostered for the threes and the scoring, apparently. And Dylan Brooks has to be rostered for the all-around. And he's also arguably their best defender. So those three guys on Memphis, they're playing four games this week. All three of them will play heavy minutes, I believe. Um, and they might have great offensive games because they get to play Portland twice.
0: Yeah. And, and John Moran, right. I mean, John Moran is out. John Moran is out and Jaron Jackson missed a game and he's questionable for tomorrow night's game. So um, there could be even more of an opportunity there. if Jaron Jackson were to miss, you know, a handful of games. Did yeah.
1: shit in slow mo too, right?
0: Yes, that's right. So um totally agree with you on those guys. Um like I, like we said, Jones is a great source of assists. Um you know, Bain, we we've we've continued to to beat that drum all season. You know, yeah. I, I think that he is a guy who you know he's not a 100% owned guy but he's a, he should be 75 80% owned i think at this point agree yeah. um so i i totally agree with you on those and uh and brooks is a guy that i we talked about while he was still injured um right. you know mentioned him a couple weeks before he even came back he said stash him pick up bane um and both of those guys are scoring so totally agree i like all those
1: and they're a fun team also like the Memphis Grizzlies. It's not grit and grind anymore. Like this is a fun young team. If you get the chance to watch them, you should.
0: Yeah.
1: Three J's playing. He's great. Like, Oh yeah. my, he's awesome.
0: Yeah. Agreed. He has been great to year. He's finally kind of breaking out and uh, you know, I think that he can be one of those guys that if he can stay out of foul trouble, he's still, he's, he's still like, really kind of rangy out there and yeah, he looks like he still hasn't even grown into his man body. So I think that he's going to uh, continue to kind of become stronger and, and be a real force. If he can just kind of like clean up his defense a little bit and not foul so
1: much. He's kind of like a brow junior a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. Uh, Another player that we should add to the Jason Tatum under 25 is Ant-Man. Like, forgot about Ant-Man Anthony Edwards yeah yeah sorry yeah. I just thought of that he's awesome I fucking yeah. love yeah
0: yeah he's good uh
1: anyway let's uh let's get some ads Give all some right
0: ads. so uh a guy that we just continue to talk about he's still under 45 percent and that is Wagner uh Franz um oh, really? the last two weeks he's so he's at 44 percent owned the last two weeks he just continues to turn it up. He's scoring 18 points, five rebounds, five assists, one-and-a-half threes, one-and-a-half steals, <laughs> shooting 50% from the field. Like, this guy is... Who cares, is, dude?
1: Who cares?
0: Been, the what? He's been no. so good this year.
1: No, his and, name's German. I don't want to own him. He's white, right? Like, I have no <laughs> idea where he came from. He plays he, with his brother. I don't watch the Magic. Fuck it.
0: No, he he's been really, really, really good. And he's, you know, he's not an old rookie. This kid is really young and he's only getting started like this guy is going to continue to develop. And he's shown that he knows how to. he fits. He's already proven that he belongs in the NBA. And, you know, you can only really say that about a few rookies right now um I still think that he's you know if you were to, if, to tally up the rookie of the year he's probably finished his third right now if he did it if he ended the season today
1: you know Cade um, at number one and at number two
0: <laughs> he's he's so ahead. I think, a,
1: I think you, get, you get both spots
0: no but in all in all seriousness you uh, up to this point Wagner's had a better rookie season than Cade and part of that is Cade was injured but That's- uh
1: I mean, he has stats, but like he hasn't done anything like Cade has. Cade's looked incredible. Yes and no. Wagner's been
0: really efficient. He's, you know, he's scored the ball well, he's rebounded, he's passed the ball.
1: Dude and um, Go Blue and also when you watch him play he looks like he's the tallest dude on the court for some reason.
0: And I'm not even saying that he's you know, I, I'm not saying that he has as much upside as Cade, but I'm just saying to this point in the season I think that he's he's outplayed him.
1: Uh you can go fuck yourself. That's my professional. <laughs> even though Go Blue. See, this is you're just trying to cre- create drama. Like it's blue on blue violence. This is Yeah. Not, this is not nice of you. Um Franz, you're right. If he keeps going like this, he'll get down ballot rookie of the year votes. Uh, I am still so impressed with what Mobley has done that I kind of feel like he'll run away with it. Like if he can actually keep it. Yeah, up. Yeah,
0: he's he won. Does. He's run away with it.
1: He looks insane, dude. Like it's totally unfair. I fucking hate Cleveland. He looks great. He really. So does. I have.
0: So my rookies right, right now, he's won. I have Barnes two. I have Wagner three and I have Cade four. Okay. I mean, who am I forgetting? Well, it's 30%
1: of the season and, uh, both Jalen's are out. Um, who else? I mean, there's obviously dudes that we're not, uh, remembering right now, but (coughs) excuse me. Um, Cade has a chance to challenge for the number one because Jeremy Grant is now out. Uh, he's out with a thumb injury. In the meantime, the Pistons will go without their top point per game guy, their focal point for the offense. Uh, that's really nice for all the other players. Cause now all of Jeremy's shots get to go to everybody else, but it probably doesn't mean more W's. So, Cade is now the most talented guy on the team. But is that going to translate into points? You know, is that going to translate into assists? Is that going to translate into actually uh, a slump? Because now other teams don't need to focus on Jeremy Grant and can focus on the other players. And Deke Bay is in a pretty bad slump. And Hayes is still trying to find himself. Beef Stew is limited offensively. Kelly Olenek is injured. Um, yeah, and this- you have some bench players, but it's like the Pistons are the worst team in the NBA, and it's not really just because of depth. It's also because of youth. And, you know. Okay. Kate has a chance to take the reins. Like there's no one else that can challenge him, really, is what I am trying to say, which is a way you could get rookie of the year. Like if he, if he's averaging over 20 points per game with five dimes, you know, by the end of the season, that's, if Franz isn't averaging 20, if Scotty sure. Barnes isn't even averaging 10. Sure.
0: Um, but yeah, no, not, I, I didn't really want to talk about Kate. Um, uh, I just, sorry. Just, point <laughs> was, <laughs> All right, go uh, yeah but no, Wagner, you know, I'm not going to keep talking about him. We've talked about him enough, but he's still under fifty percent, so you know if you're in a league where a guy like that's available, he pick him up. Just do it already. Um, another guy who you know we I believe it was either last week or the week prior, I asked you which point guard you wanted on Denver.
1: Oh, yeah. And we
0: both said Compasso and Campazo mm-hmm. has been okay. He's been, been yeah. solid. Um, oh, but Monty Morris has really started to take off over the last, oh. over the last two, three, even, you know, even if you go back a month, he's been pretty much at this 15 points, four and a half assists, three rebounds with a couple of st- uh, three pointers and a steal. Um, yeah he's still under 20% owned um the injuries just they're only getting worse there in denver <laughs> so um you know i don't think his playing time's going away anytime soon i'm i'm really interested in monty if he was available in in our league i would have picked him up but he's already he's already rostered um does
1: willie have him i think yes he
0: does yeah, yeah i think Bobby i think he's i think he had him as a keeper yeah. too so um but, yeah, in most leagues, Monty Morris is still available. So that's another guy I'm looking at. Um, a guy we mentioned earlier, Duarte, is also at that 19%. Um, just, you know, quickly, he's 13-3-3 three three with one-and-a-half steals and one-and-a-half threes. So a um, couple guards there under 20% that I think are, you know, really serviceable, have, playing, have the minutes right now, both, you know, averaging around 30 minutes a game. Um, and are are showing that they can be proficient shooters, as well as kind of give some, some other counting stats. Morris, you know, especially is uh, intriguing with the four-and-a-half assists.
1: Dude, and a pretty good field goal percentage. And yep. the Nuggets play four games this week. I mean, they're playing the Wizards, the Timberwolves, the Hawks, and the Nets. Um, but they, they do need to be able to score in order to win games um and you know will barton seems to be injured every other game so it's uh it's been nice after monty morris had such a slow start to the season to see him really pick it up because we yeah uh we both had pretty high hopes for him this season with yeah
0: um
1: jay sean tate another dude we keep talking about he's 27 26 percent rostered i'm sorry uh the Houston Rockets play four games this week at the Hawks, at the Cavs, home for the Knicks, and then at Detroit. Not a terrible schedule. No, uh, he's a stat
0: 14. sheet, stat sheet stuffer.
1: Jason yeah. Tate. Uh efficient too. 51% from the floor. 14 4 and 6 with over a steal per game over the past two weeks. And then uh I'm you gave us some guards. I'm gonna give you guys some centers. Dwayne Dedman. Three mm-hmm. percent rostered. He is now starting center for Miami with Bam at a bio out. Uh the heat play at Cleveland, at Philadelphia, at Orlando, at Detroit. Those are actually four maybe tough front courts. Well, three anyway. Um Deadman went twenty and twelve against the Bulls on Saturday. I think that's a best case scenario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Right. You're hoping for, like, he might be more of a nine and nine guy, to be honest with you, but, like, you're hoping for low double doubles, optimistically. And then, sort of the same with JaVale McGee uh, on Phoenix, who's 7% rostered. The Suns play at the Clippers, at the Blazers, home for Washington, and then home for Charlotte. Uh, McGee's been a top 75 player over the last 30 days. We talked about the Suns earlier mcgee has the 23rd most total rebounds over the last month even though he comes off the bench and that's more than a bunch of starting centers um and again he went 21 and 15 against the celtics in 26 minutes so he's absolutely worth your time as a handcuff to roster not just as a streamer deadman yeah like you know, I don't think you need to roster him, but if you're streaming, you could definitely do worse.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Deadman. I mean, you know, like we said at the top of the show, um, Bam's out for at least another month. So yeah. Deadman, you know, he's, his upside is limited, um, but he's a guy who's going to get the up, get the stats because he's going to play. So he's all right. He's a service. He's a very serviceable big man. And I actually am considering
1: picking him up. Um, you gotta get those boards from somewhere and honestly like if Jimmy is out for another couple of games then you know like you have to give the ball to somebody
0: yeah Um, so I've got a couple guys on the Atlanta Hawks you know so the the Hawks situation on the wing right now is really thin Um, DeAndre Hunter is out Bogdanovich is out Cam Reddish just came back. He's he's been back for one game. Did ha, is not shooting well. Was not shooting well before he uh, missed time and is not you know shooting especially well right now. So um, there's a couple guys on the Hawks who are shooting the ball really well, and that's Kevin Herder and Danilo Gall- Gallinari. Um, yes, Kevin Herter's owned in 14% of leagues. Uh, Gallinari in six percent of leagues, putting up kind of similar statistics. Um, Kevin at 16 points, over three three three-pointers a game. Um, Danilo, 17 points, five rebounds, and 2.7 three-pointers a game. So um, those are a couple of guys who, you know, looks like they're going to have an opportunity for the next week or two. Um, I I think they're decent streaming options. If you're looking for points and three-pointers, Danilo's giving you a few rebounds, five rebounds over the last couple weeks. So, uh, you know, continue to you know i think i think uh reddish will see some time um and you know he'll probably have a couple nights where he does really well um still really high on reddish but i think that these guys are are spacing the floor right now and they're hitting their shots and if they're going to hit their shots i think they're going to continue to play
1: dude the hawks are so impressive to me because first of all ice tray is heating up like he's been better Also, John Collins and Clint Capella, like, Mm -hmm. it works. It works. John Collins is
0: so athletic.
1: That guy. Dude. And we all talk shit about them trying to form that front court. They were like, these guys are redundant. You don't need both of them. Uh, You don't need to. John Collins is
0: hitting threes now.
1: It's a really impressive roster construction. Danilo Gallinari uh, is, uh, like, he's better than a sixth man. And he has experience. He knows how to run an offense. He'll probably get you more dimes than you expect over the next couple of weeks until uh, the team stabilizes in terms of health, if it does. But I think all arrows are up for Atlanta. And I think that they could still end up as a top five team in the East. Uh, Trey, I think, has learned the new rules a little bit better than some of the other dudes that were pulling the tricks. Um, but that team is coming around, and you know, the DeAndre Hunter thing sucks. Yeah. The British thing sucks. Like, you don't want these young guys getting hurt, but it's balanced by John Collins and Clint Capella being dynamite, when yeah. no one really thought they would be. So, yeah, I, I like watching them. Trey's just so awesome. Fucking Kevin Herter's a red rifle, which is cool. So, yeah, I like that a lot. I think, you know, this is a team that thinks it should be in the Eastern conference finals at least. Yep. So yeah. maybe another team to watch out for with trades.
0: Hmm. Um, all right. And then a uh, couple other guys I have a uh, guy we spoke, I spoke about a week ago, Cody Martin, you know, with LaMelo out right now, 16, six, four, two and a half stocks, two, three shooting 54% from the field. Nice if you can't use that on your team, I don't know what league you're playing in. This guy's going to continue to get an opportunity with LaMelo out. So, you know, there's, you know, I think that for this week, um, he's a guy I'm definitely picking up.
1: For sure. Um,
0: only 10% owned in 10% of leagues. So, um, you know, if just if that you, no one
1: knows who the fuck he is. Like, who is? <laughs> he has a right. twin
0: brother on the Miami heat. Um, but I think that he's the slightly better one, I believe. Um, but yeah, 16.6 rebounds, four assists, two and a half stocks, two threes shooting over 50% from the field in the last, since LaMelo's been out. Um, and then a couple, you know, deep options, uh, really deep one, you know, that's, that's kind of gaining some momentum and that's Garrison Matthews. He's averaging 17 points a game over the last couple weeks, you know, write it while you can. Um, four three pointers a game. The guy's sure. he's a, he's a, he's there to space the floor, and he's going and to get winning. Yeah. yeah, why not? So uh, seventeen points, four threes. He's owned in twelve percent of leagues. And then a and then a guy that we both love uh, from you know our our formative years in his uh, Golden Gary Harris. Three uh, percent owned in three percent of leagues. The last couple weeks he's playing thirty two minutes a game. Fourteen yeah. points, three rebounds, one and a half assists, a couple threes, and one and a half steals. So
1: next to rookie of the year candidate Franz Wagner, by the way, on your Orlando Magic.
0: Yeah. Um, so Golden Gary, you know, if you if you're in a pinch and you need you need some scoring and if you know a guy who's going to do a couple other things um, and get some steals, uh, once was known as a as a really promising three and D player um three percent owned if you need him pick him up and he's
1: like 26 or 27 like it's he's not that not old. old it's just that yeah. he's had injuries like he's on a team where players can pop you know like all these taking teams players can pop so he's getting opportunity i love it i i, I hate that you picked him up i want him golden gary is the best um I want to say pick up Frank Jackson on the Pistons, who is 0.4% rostered. Zero point four percent rostered. But it's hard for me to say that because I don't really know what's going to happen with the Pistons. But they do play four games this week at the Bulls, who are minus people, at the Pacers, then home for the Rockets and the Heat. Uh in today's game against He's... the Nets, Frank Jackson played the third most minutes. And he took the most shots on the Pistons. He took more shots than anybody else, including Cade Cunningham, on the Pistons. He scored 25 points. He went six of 13 from three. Um, He shot 40% from three last year. You know, he's, from he's three. been all right. Like, yeah, he's fine. I picked I like him up, but strained him a couple times. A and Dwayne Casey's good with guards. Uh, so I, I'm just like, I wanted to mention score because I don't know how the piston, the pistons might just be on a revolving door of like, all right, we're going to give everybody minutes to break up Jeremy's shots and minutes. Frank seems to be able to be a microwave scorer off the bench. So you should pay attention. He's I agree. Up- yeah. No, he
0: absolutely everywhere. I've picked him up in when, yeah. when I needed scoring, uh, when he plays, he he does score. Uh, he doesn't do a ton else, but no. he does. He's a, he's a good point, a good source of scoring. And like you said, if there's an opportunity there, he might have a scoring uptick. He scored like 27 in a game a few weeks ago. Dude, he's um, under
1: one percent rostered, and he took the most shots on in a basketball game against the Brooklyn Nets. Like it's it's pretty ridiculous but also this is a sign of the times to go back to the top of the show. There's so many dudes that are out. There's so many dudes that are out. There are a lot of guys that need to take up those minutes and shots.
0: Mm -hmm. That is true. And, uh, that's going to be the case probably for most of this, if not all of this season,
1: Brandon, any final thoughts before we sign off?
0: Um, I just like to mention that, you know, we didn't, we, we forgot to mention this guy, but, uh, we or maybe we've mentioned him briefly, but campaign, um, you know, he's really developed. That's another guy that we've liked his whole oh, career. Yeah. And he's really developed into like one of the better backup point guards in the NBA.
1: Another um, great handcuff, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Three. So like him and JaVale um, are maybe the transformers ultra handcuff. Yeah.
0: I, I really loved seeing him out there and I love seeing him be just kind of really, kind of growing under Chris Paul and and taking that next step. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, campaign looked really good. Um, like you said, he could be a great handcuff. You? Uh,
1: That's about it. Guys, we will see you next week. Enjoy the week of basketball. Um, be safe out there. We don't know with COVID. Everybody get your booster. Everyone be safe. See you next time.